Broadcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome back to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan and DZ. Tonight, after a brief layoff, we're back. Irish Fest in Chicago as Jack Cohen faces his former team in Wisconsin. Surprise team Michigan State will host perennial disappointment Nebraska. Underrated Arkansas takes on overrated Texas A&M. Clemson heads to Raleigh to take on NC State in an ACC pillow fight. And Oklahoma hosts two early season Big 12 litmus tests. West Virginia at Oklahoma, Kansas State at Oklahoma State. It's been a wild college football season so far. And we've got week four pick six. Next on the two drink minimum. That's Craig. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. You're you lashing out a bit. Throwing some serious barbs mean. at that intro. Yeah. And that actually, wasn't a compliment there, as a group. He just didn't have anything bad to say about a couple of Big 12 schools. That was it. <laughs> I, I ran out of juice at the at the end, yeah. and I was just like, eh, they're playing Oklahoma. Big 12 <laughs> Oklahoma's got yeah. some. Oklahoma's got some stuff going on. Um, so, Hanny, I got a. I received a text from. Uh, one of our fans who was listening to the program and said, I've got to watch Malice in the Palace. <laughs> so, which led oh, yeah. me to watch Malice in the Palace, of course. As you should. And as I'm watching Malice in the Palace, it ends and it says that this untold thing has other stuff. Right. They have other things that they've done. Which led me to Crime and Penalties. Have you seen it? No. Okay. You need to go back and, and just do your untold homework okay. because this crime and penalties is about basically a dude who they think is the real Tony Soprano who started a minor league hockey team called I've the, seen the Dansbury preview of this. It's like Freshers. his son. His dad bought him a team? Okay. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. so it's, so it's, preview, so it's amazing. Your, so I it's amazing. I prefer previews to which, the real thing. It's amazing, which gave me... I prefer previews to the real thing. Which gave me the idea that, like, how many times does that happen in life, right? How many times do you show up for one thing and end up finding another thing that is even better than that thing that you got that for? For example... I showed up at a concert and I was there to see Widespread Panic. Revivalists are like one of the early guys and bam, my mind is blown. I'm like, I was here for this. I was the number one of all time, the number one of all time. And I'm not just saying this to garner favor with my wife because she does not listen. Um, the number one of all time is... I guess fact, the wife is not off the church for the barbs. In, fact, in fact, she thinks this is a book club. Don't tell her. We're yes. going down to the basement. So uh, the number one thing. No one would believe that. The, by the way. <laughs> I can't even. It's a read. terrible excuse. I yeah. can't even read. The number one Oops, thing Jerry. of all time, where you show up to do something and and something else that's better occurs, is I'm supposed to be wingman for my buddy at a party, and I end up meeting my wife at said party, who is you know again not trying to garner favor. The love of my life allows us to do this in our basement, dedicate a room to it, allows me to drag couches out on our back patio with several TVs and watches the game. Like, wonderful woman. And she's also far more attractive than I am. What so, did you screw up? What did you do? So I think it is just like <laughs> So So the question being life experiences, gentlemen, and I will tie this back to college football. Life experiences, gentlemen, where you came in thinking this was the it thing that I was looking for and something else that happened there at that experience blew it out of the water. 
I feel like I live every single life experience where if if I'm going for something, it's going to be a big event or a good time that I don't have a good time. But I always have the best times at, at like these situations where it's not really designed to be that much fun and, and a scene <laughs> breaks out or I do something inappropriate or <laughs> something like, you know, because there's so many big events sometimes that you build them up and, and you're like pumped up to go somewhere and maybe it. I don't know. It doesn't live up to it. I like being at things where Dave does inappropriate like things, too. Like a like funeral. That's I'm I could have answers. a great time at a funeral. <laughs> and I didn't mean to. We're, we're going to get to a big event that DZ went to. Tune into our next program. We're going to get into a big event that DZ went to that did uh, live this up past to weekend that did live up to the hype. So maybe that is. So maybe that's a backup question. But DZ is going to give us uh, some stories, a couple couple of impressions from attending the whiteout Auburn at Penn State that'll be on the next program. Henny, uh, uh, something that you did, something in your life that you've gone into expecting A and B is totally the deal. All right, so Dave's answer was doing inappropriate things at funerals. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just wanted that yes. noted. To summarize the, your answer. I've had great times at right. funerals. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so, so and, and as we can as as we can appreciate the full spectrum here, I'm we've stalling. talked about we've talked about and I'm helping you stall. To, no, appreciate, I have an answer. to appreciate the full spectrum we've gone from uh, a Netflix documentary and something else that they did being awesome, the undercard at a concert being wonderful, and meeting your wife at a party when you're supposed to be the wingman for somebody else who ends up drinking way too much George Dickel and puking and not even you know having a good time with the girl that he was supposed to be there for. By the way, has anybody ever said, you know, after the fact, ah, I'm glad I went with George Dickel whiskey. That was, <laughs> that was a good choice. That was a solid, solid choice. Honey, I, I, I should have given you enough time by now. No, Super Bowl 48. I go to Super Bowl 48 oh, with Dave from Thornwood. Yeah. Okay. Right? The game is the a dud. The caller? So Dave from Thornwood <laughs> takes me to the Super Bowl. Our show? <laughs> That's why I take his calls. <laughs> Brought me to the Super Bowl. Good choice. So it's a, I mean, it's Dave a blowout. Thornwood is a fan. Yep. And it's, oh, you remember he's the connected connected too. He's, he's connected. What was the halftime? The halftime score was 22 nothing. The game is over. Peyton Manning looked old. First snap goes over his head for a safety. <laughs> but the halftime show was Bruno Mars. Did you see any spirals? Could he throw? No. Lego net. Was just, 10 years <laughs> after his last spiral. Right. Okay. But before his last Super Bowl championship. Bruno Mars concert at halftime crushes the game. He comes out, steals the show. Phenomenal show. And then Red Hot Chili Peppers come out with Bruno Mars. Outstanding. No one really cared about the game after that. Percy Harvin took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown to make it like 30-0, 29-0 at that point. But oh, that, all you the want to opening second Bruno half Mars. kickoff, right. The yeah, so Bruno Mars half. puts on the show. The place is electric because of that. He takes it back, and then everybody just was like hanging out, partying, no one really paying attention to the game. That See, was... Can you bring Bruno Mars back out? Right. Does he play <laughs> after this half, too? <laughs> that definitely stay. Yeah. Take Peyton right. out. There's no way I'm Bruno staying. Out. Yeah. Put in, put in Bruno Mars and the flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Yep. So, so thanks, Dave from Thornwood. It, what it, 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 how this ties into college football for me and what I was, what I was thinking of with regards to Going this into random, this weekend. With this random thought is that there are several teams playing this weekend who have done just that for me. One of them being Arkansas, for example. I mean, you show up at the Arkansas-Texas game going, is Texas back, right? I mean, you didn't tune into that game to see K.J. Jefferson. You know, it, it, no way. 
No way do you right. care. Half the people that watched that game probably didn't even know who Sam Pittman was, right? So it, college football this week, as we start to see some of these games, some three weeks into it, I don't think we have separation yet. I don't think we really know who's who yet. I, we have a pretty good idea that this season is going to be an odd season. Uh, I'm not so much sure that that Alabama proved that they're not a dominant team by going into a hostile environment and beating a really good Florida team at their place. I mean, a win is a win. Since when is you know a two point win on the road at a number eleven team considered? You know, Florida oh, looked that good maybe, too. Maybe they're not a dominant team. I, I mean, like Georgia, Clemson. I don't know how. I don't feel strongly about Georgia because Clemson. You look at it right now, and you're like, eh, I don't know. Florida to me looked phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I posed the question just after that game was played. I had, I had texted you. I said, who who has the better game under their belt? Florida or Georgia? Like, who has the more impressive game under their belt? I know that obviously the obvious answer is Georgia beat Clemson, so you have that W notch in your belt. But who has the eye test more impressive? Who looks better, you know, Florida or Georgia? And to me, after watching Florida play Alabama, it, it was Florida. I mean, I, we're going to get to a couple of weeks here where we picked that game. It, I'd pick it, Georgia but, right now. If they were playing today... I would pick Georgia. And it's funny you talk about that. Florida, so Florida's loss, if you're ranking, there are several wins, like top four teams that won games but looked worse than Florida's loss. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, yeah. you know, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, they've won games but looked terrible doing it. And Florida's loss is better than those wins. Right. And how are we, we not expect saying, them to be good? So and how we're just are we not assuming saying, that eventually Oklahoma's going to be and, really good. And yeah. how are we saying that there's no dominant teams when we're giving somebody that much credit for a loss at home, you know, to Alabama? But but again, the the showed up to watch them, and that's even outside that that realm. That's just talking about this college football season. The the going in to watch somebody else and coming out noticing that other thing. Arkansas jumps off the page to me. BYU jumps off the page to me. I think we'll get to them in the 12-pack and hot routes. But any other teams that jump off the page where you showed up to watch a game and you came out impressed with the other team to the point where, you know, they might be players in this thing or they might be teams that could certainly screw up somebody else's season. I have a hard time thinking why Arkansas isn't going to give A&M a really good game. Like, Arkansas is at home getting five or six points in this game. And I have a hard time after that Texas game thinking that Arkansas can't run. They they have good running backs too. And what, you know, the Texas A&M, I, I think that their quarterback could be a situation here. Right. I mean, so let's just jump right into that game. That's We've got that on our pick six here. Let's just jump right into the game. You have number seven, Texas A&M, which just seems like this pollster, like I refuse to believe that the team that I said was going to be awesome isn't awesome. Because number seven feels way too high for them to me. Is is that an agreement in the room, a disagreement the in the room? The way they look, that Colorado game sticks in my mind. They did not look good offensively against Colorado. And it's hard. When they play these like pay-for-play games, it's so hard to understand how good a team is. You watch them, and everybody looks awesome. You beat somebody 35 nothing. like, okay, this quarterback has it figured out. I, the team in Colorado can't go into Arkansas and win this game. The team no. that played out there. The defense is legit. I, it it yeah. seems to me that the defense is legit. I, I but Arkansas I, can score points. Arkansas can score points. 
DZ, your initial thoughts on this uh, Texas A&M Arkansas team. Is this Arkansas team actually, you know, caught Texas napping or maybe Texas, it turns out Texas isn't very good. Is this Arkansas team actually the one that is being overrated here? You know, because there could be one of two things happening here because we've seen so little. You've seen the pay-to-play games. The right. pay-to-play games, they both have looked dominant. Texas A&M did not play well in their showcase game at Colorado. Arkansas did play well in yeah. their showcase game hosting Texas. But it's just one game. But, it, but it's still one game. I don't understand how, how Texas could give up that many yards on the ground. They gave up 333 yards on the ground in that game. And, and Arkansas just took the ball, and they, it was almost like watching this. Uh, some of these Michigan games. We're bigger than you. We're, gonna, we're controlling the line, and we're just going to keep running the ball until you can stop it, and Texas could never stop it. And that I understand if it's Michigan going against a MAC team, and that, that works because you got bigger bodies, but right. there's no way Texas should allow that to happen. So, I agree. There's so that can't it, be, it leads uh, yeah. me to believe that Arkansas's got a little bit something more. There's a little more scheme in there, and and they've got a good line, and they've got a really good running game. Yeah, I mean to take and somebody bad against to the take, run. to take somebody's heart like they did. I mean to do to them what they did is certainly telling. I mean. It, Watching that Texas game, I had a couple of different televisions going, uh, and luckily I was fortunate enough to still have the volume on that Arkansas-Texas uh, game, even though it was well out of hand, because I heard uh, from the commentary that the Jefferson kid, his, his, his basically his hero, who he emulates and watches highlights of prior to the game is, any guesses? Cam Newton. Okay. So Cam, so Auburn, not New England Cam Newton. He's definitely watching Auburn. <laughs> no, he's not in New England he's, anymore either. He's definitely, he's definitely he's watching, watching unemployed he's definitely, Cam Newton. Yeah. He's definitely watching Auburn highlights. But, I mean, we, we all remember and hopefully, you know, I don't know if our listeners all are, are all old enough to have uh, recalled how dominant Cam Newton was for his season at Auburn. But that's who this kid, K.J. Jefferson, is emulating. He wears his number. He's a big kid like that. He runs physical and hard like Cam did. And and to Dave's point, when you have a running game like Arkansas has and a quarterback that can run like that, this is going to be a tough matchup for Texas A&M. Even though Texas A&M's defense is, uh, they look phenomenal. Yeah, but they're like one of the worst rush defenses in the country. They're giving up 200 rushing yards a game. They gave up 226 rushing yards to Kent State. So Traylon Smith, like these guys are going to be able to run on A&M. Like, they're getting blasted in the run game. So now you're going to bring a very good running team, plus maybe the best wide receiver, Burks, out there. Like, this is a much better offense than Kent State. And Kent State was able to run. Now you're going to run, hit him in the air. Arkansas plus five and a half at home. Their D had five turnovers, too. And they've been holding – they've got 28.3% uh, third down that they're letting up uh, with their defense. Yeah. That's a good defense. Yeah, and right. their D was turning people over last season. I mean, right. this, is anything, thing, right? this yeah. isn't even anything that I did. I don't have any research or anything to back that up. Somebody can just go research. Somebody can just go and check my recollection from watching the games last year. But I remember that was Arkansas's deal yeah. last year, right? They turned people over. Right. Turn, right. That's that's how they hung Turn around. Over, and that's how they the played. On third down. Right. I I mean Texas A&M. Look, look to your point with regards to you know yards given up and this that the other thing. I I, I get that they've given up yards, but they've. It, 
Texas A&M hasn't exactly played the who's who of college football, right? They've played uh, Kent State, you just mentioned, Colorado, and New Mexico. But they've given up 17 points. Right. That's that's not per game. That's that's total. Right. In total, right. they've given up 17 yep. points. But but against New Mexico, Calzada, was, he was 18 for 33. So they're going to still be one-dimensional. And it's gonna, you're going to see one dimension is really Isaiah good, Spiller. though. Yeah. Their, their skill position guys are, are super dangerous. So are you one-dimensional if you have, like, three running backs? You have a great tight end. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, but I can't get it to the tight end. I mean, their tight end's nice. I mean, I don't know about the deep balls, but yeah. hopefully Weidemeyer becomes a big part yeah. of this offense. Weidemeyer, he's great. He might he's be the first. more he, from him. He he's could be the be. first tight end, you know, taken in, in the NFL draft coming up. And then they've got, you know, obviously Spiller. But then they've got, A-chain. you know, yeah, they've got other dudes over there. A chain, uh, they got, they're so deep at running back. The Anias kid is playing wide receiver, like That's you mentioned, move. you know, like uh, a couple weeks ago. So this team has the skill position players. It's curious whether or not Calzada is different that he's that he's played, that he's preparing to play, rather than just oh that dude just broke his leg. I mean, we don't know anything about this kid, right? This kid could have just been totally unprepared to play against Colorado. Yeah. And that's not a knock on him. That's just, you know, you're disappointed. It's a long summer. You lose that battle, and and you're just not prepared to play against Colorado. And then he is – does he come prepared to play for this game? Did he come prepared to play for the New Mexico game? Calzada – It's nice they had a game like that in there. You're recruited by Texas A&M. I mean, you've, you can't be like a – Jimbo Fisher – Right. Right. in a battle for a month before the season started, so he has to be pretty good. And 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 then you talk about one dimensional. Texas A or uh, Arkansas hasn't actually hasn't been too dynamic in their own right. You know, I mean, KJ Jefferson isn't exactly throwing the ball over you all over the pitch either. Who are you taking this? It's, or what's your pick? If it's what did you say five? I, I like Arkansas plus points at home. I like yeah. Arkansas getting the points. I, I like Arkansas getting the points. I, I you know, I, I've got Arkansas winning this game. I, I, I just, I got, I got I, money line Arkansas straight I, win. All right, I like that. You have at home. You have. We've seen Pittman is going to beat Texas and Texas A and M. Like, we've how about seen, the expectations being raised unrealistically <laughs> high for you so early on? Like, that's what happened last year too. Right, now it becomes that's the bar. And, yeah, the bar is so, you got like and. and <laughs> They're going to build a statue of this dude. I know. You know 100%. Graham Mertz didn't listen. But Sam Pittman should. Retire. We, Hall of Fame coach. But we have seen, we, we haven't seen it out of the Texas A&M pass game. We have seen it out of the Arkansas pass game. We know what Traylon Burks is, and we know that he's just a home run waiting to happen. I mean, that uh, it was a 90-yard touchdown. And, and granted, again, he lit him up last Georgia year. Southern. It was Georgia Southern last week that they played or whatever. He had that 90-yard touchdown that's just electric. So we've seen that happen. We I, I, Do I expect that to happen frequently against this Texas A&M defense? Probably not, but... It looks to me like if you get one of those plays, you're going to win this game. You can't game really and, shut him down. And certainly cover the spread. So Try to hold him to a touchdown. If he gets two touchdowns in this game, Arkansas has won the game. Yeah, I've got you Arkansas. Gotta, I've got Arkansas winning this game outright. I, I this this feels to me like a refusal to let go of the Texas A&M preseason poll. You have them to win or yeah. just to cut? I like Arkansas to win the game. Arkansas, Arkansas wins. wins straight up, and they you have got Arkansas. Is... You got Arkansas maroon on. Oh yeah, I, know, Texas what, I know what we're. I know what games we're talking about here, and I know <laughs> who I'm picking. But I'll, I'll tell you, he's got it. If you're looking at the stretch, and if you're before you erect the Sam Pittman statue, statue, and I did say erect, 
Um, <laughs> and Sam Pittman. In the same sentence. <laughs> got, it. I mean, he's got to win this game because he's going back with Georgia right after this. Then they play Ole Miss. Then they play Auburn. So yeah. he is in a murderer's row right now, and I think this and is going to play Alabama too. Very, they have the very hardest, winnable. They have the hardest schedule in, in college football. Yeah, Arkansas has the hardest schedule. They're, in college they're heading football. right into the meat of it too right now. And oh, you've absolutely. You got to start off that stretch with a win, and they know it. And you absolutely, got, you got big game, and this one's at home. At home, this one's at home. CBS SEC, SEC, okay. SEC's no joke. They're, they're, you That's know. about when my viewing has been starting lately, ish. That three thirty CBS SEC game, like that's to me like. Yeah. When my college football Saturday is really good. See, mine depends. The big noon Fox is just so. It's too I, early. I, I just don't like it. It's too uh, early. See, I got. See, I just. I can't be home at noon a lot. I of dedicate. Saturdays. I dedicate some of the yard work to you know a little OTV. You got some of the TVs outside. You pay attention. You know, you pull some weeds. Do what you got to do and watch those games. And then as they get close, you adjust which ones on the T one, T two, or T three. But wouldn't you want Notre Dame, Wisconsin? Under the lights yes. at night, eight o'clock at night. Right. No, I've got, I've got a, I've got a really big JV soccer game to attend <laughs> down at, uh, down yeah. at Lansing at, at five o'clock at a Class C power versus a Class B power. I mean, it's gonna be a big, big ball game, big ball game. So, um, no, I, you know, I, Are there I, tickets? I don't <laughs> mind, I don't mind at all. I'm gonna be wandering around the beautiful town of Ithaca, uh, watching college football, eating food, and visiting a couple of the breweries down there. With um, with my wife, who I was supposed to be the wingman, and ended up ended up pulling a wife out of the deal. You know the my my Arkansas of of my life. Tied it all together. <laughs> so um, you, you know, I, but I do yeah. I do agree. I I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with some stuff being on at noon, but they've got too much stuff on at noon. Like this week, I think there's like four or five really good games mm-hmm. on at noon. Wasn't and then Texas? not a whole lot out yeah, at Texas Tech at Texas. Yeah, it, it just it, too much. It's a heavy so noon. let's talk about that that big noon Notre Dame at Wisconsin. These guys are going to play in Chicago, which is friggin' awesome. Yep. so cool. That is good. Um, and they haven't met since 1964, which isn't quite since 1931, like that Auburn Penn State game that DZ attended. But you know, 1964 is still some time ago as well. Mm-hmm. This is the Jack Cone game. This is the Jack Cone game. He's going to return home. By the way, I'd be remiss to say that we have pulled a dry hopped IPA from Omagang, a Hop State, New York. Very, very clever name. A Hop State, New York. From Omagang Brewery, which is down near Cooperstown, one of the wonderful towns in upstate. One New of York. the many sports hall of fames in, in New York State. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, delicious beer. We're enjoying this. The boxing hall. Tell yeah. me, tell me a <laughs> little oh, bit. Tell me a little bit. Falls, right? Tell me a little bit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, women's. Yeah. yeah, suffrage. Yeah, is that Senate, yeah a lot of suffraging going the on. The women's suffrage. Falls. Yeah, the women's suffrage yes. uh, uh, museum. We need to end right, women's Jack suffraging. Game. Jack Cohen game. Yes, Jack Cohen game. Um, he. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> worst case situation <laughs> for for Paul Chris. If you're going into this game, I, I I would be so nervous if I were him because that that is the last thing. If you have a quarterback controversy at your school. And you've got a little competition going on, and you pick one guy, and then the other guy transfers, and then you have to play that guy that very next season. Yeah, you cannot lose that game. Yeah, meet Joe Burrow, like, everyone. You yeah, know, like if you yeah. lose that game, 
That's devastating. And just because he threw nine thousand yards in his first game, you just told the other guy to go go hit the right. Yeah. Just sorry. It's a cool storyline that he has a chance in this atmosphere yeah. at noon to be able to play in this at game. At noon. <laughs> and he's looked pretty good. I mean, Jack Cohen has looked pretty good. I, he hasn't set the world on fire. What's well, his offensive line? But issue. to be That's honest, not him. But to be honest, he looks better than I thought he was going to. You know, Jack Cohen at Wisconsin was looked largely like a game manager and he's looked like anything but at Notre Dame. He's looked like a game changer at times over there for that program. Yeah. For a team that we expected to just turn around and hand it off to carry on Williams and have a nice day. They do ask him to do a lot. That's they what makes should. Me, I mean, he's the best player on but, our team. Well, I think Michael Mayer's better because that guy is an NFL tight end. He should be playing on Sundays right now and he's playing college football. He's that good. He's that ready. He's an NFL guy. So, But right behind him, Williams, they ask him to do a lot. So that does concern me because the Wisconsin defense is outstanding. And you have one guy that is very good that is such a focus for this team. I think they can narrow in on that guy and make it very difficult. And Cone's alliance stinks. Ten times he's been sacked in the last two games. So he's playing pretty well. But that offensive line, I think they're on like their third string left tackle. It's still a Notre Dame left tackle. It's better than anybody Syracuse has in their program. But he's still... Was the yeah. third string? I mean, he goes for I was two, looking he that goes direction. For, he goes for two twenty-five, two twenty-five, and two touchdowns last week, which sounds like pretty decent stats. But he's under fifty percent, and like you said, he's sacked four times, hit several other times, and that's Purdue. I mean, yeah. and Purdue's got a. Purdue's, they didn't have the drum. Per, Purdue's right. got a top twenty pick on their defensive line too. So right. I mean, they they don't have bums. I but did like still, that Notre Dame did that with the drum. That was fun. You think that was it? On purpose? Oh, oh gamesmanship? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, well, that doesn't, like, sorry, they that need, doesn't they fit. We don't need you to get. come here. <laughs> it's a traditional rivalry, so Purdue's been there before. How does the drum all of a sudden not fit? <laughs> just installed a new bar or sorry. something. It's just a piece of wood, like, <laughs> like, just nailed in, like someone just, as you pull up, the guy's finishing nailing. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, it doesn't fit. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's nailed in. You right. can't get it out. Yeah. The janitor from Rudy's over there nailing <laughs> yeah. stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> That's good gamesmanship, though. Pumping his fist. Yeah. But Mertz hasn't been that <laughs> impressive either. And Mertz is, a, if you look at Mertz, even when he had his coming out party. Mm-hmm. That, that one game. That was his going away party. Yeah. He just didn't know it at the time. Yeah. That was also his going away Should've party. Been. Right. But right. he's not. If Take you look at every stats. single one what of his, his career games, stats? it's all, they're not asking him to do anything at all. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what Mertz is throwing, he never throws more than like 25 attempts in a game. So he's always like, yeah, 18 for 25. You know, he you can make it look good when you're only when you have a great running game, and all your, even his throws. I think I saw something that he didn't have. He hasn't completed a pass over 20 yards this year. Like a play for Clemson. But that's the yeah. Wisconsin <laughs> deal, though. Like, I mean, how many of these guys that played for Wisconsin? Like, that's their deal. They had Russell Wilson, who that wasn't his deal, and then every other guy since I've been five was a dude who who didn't complete a pass over 20 yards. I don't Russell know if he Wilson, couldn't. I, I don't know if he couldn't. five when Russell Wilson played for them. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Every other guy yeah. other than Russell oh, Wilson, okay. like since I was five, mm-hmm. is it, it just that it's the same dude. And yeah. it's got to be, and again, you see Jack Cohen step outside of that game manager and into, you know, a guy who throws it downfield a little bit more, and you got to start to wonder whether or not it's not the dude throwing the ball if it's, 
you know, their their offensive philosophy over there. Notre Dame has a better quarterback in this game, but I think Wisconsin has the better defense. I think Wisconsin has the better defense. So I'm leaning that way. I have Wisconsin with the better defense, Wisconsin with the better offensive line. And uh, and yeah. Wisconsin with Lucy right? and Wisconsin yeah. with a Chess? Run, yeah Dude, that kid fifty plus carries in the last couple of games like they're asking him to do a lot and he's performing really well right and they got Berger over there too right so uh, I mean they've got they've got two he's guys. pretty far down on like Lucy they, yeah. they're just like Berger has been Berger like was supposed to be the guy yeah. he's not getting the touches Berger was supposed and, to be the guy and then Lucy's legs. just taking fresh it legs from him so uh, I have Wisconsin winning this game. I, it's a tight game. I've got a tight game in Chicago at Soldier Field. I think it's going to be a cool atmosphere, really cool atmosphere, really good game, really tight game with these with these two defenses, with these two offenses who have sort of struggled to be multidimensional. Like DZ said, you know, Notre Dame's offensive line, you touched on their struggles. They are they're averaging 2.9 yards per carry, and they've given up 14 sacks. So this is an offensive line that Wisconsin's is the number one rush defense in the country. Wisconsin, and and Wisconsin, you have to say that they're legitimized a little bit. I know that everybody sort of hates to play the six degrees from this, especially this early. You in can the go season. one degree in Penn but State, you, but you have to look at the Penn State game yeah. last weekend and say, "Geez, Wisconsin's a pretty good football team." Because Penn State looks like they're a really good football team. Absolutely. And what has Notre Dame done? To suggest that they're a good football team. Yeah. To me, very not, not much, not much. They've struggled in all of these games. Florida, Florida State's State awful. is terrible. Yeah. yeah, terrible. And we'd be talking about Wisconsin. They had every opportunity to beat Penn State. Sure. They had. They gave up so many explosive plays in that game. You're exactly. And right then there. turnovers down in the red zone, fumbles. I mean, they. We should be talking about. If they had executed and finished yeah. that game, yep. they'd be sitting where Penn State is sitting right now. Yep. Yeah, and, we, and they'd completely. be even even bigger favorites than this five and a half that I'm showing. Yeah, so I just talked. Like? I just talked myself in. I, you know, I was thinking that it's going to be too close for Wisconsin to cover, but I just talked myself into Wisconsin covering, winning and covering this ball game. Big noon, high noon, high noon in Chicago for Irish Fest. I think they win convincingly. Wisconsin does. They get their second best defender back. They Ooh, get shot. Yeah, I think it's I think it's convincing. Maybe early on a little back and forth, but that defense shuts down Williams. Sanborn is a stud. They get the Leo Chanel kid back, who was led him in sacks last year, second leading tackler. He returns. So now you have your other top linebacker out there on a defense that is already playing at a really high level. Questions on the Notre Dame line, like you brought up. Wisconsin wins this by ten plus. The only way Wisconsin doesn't win this game is if they completely shoot themselves in the foot and collapse and have stupid turnovers like they did against Penn State. Mertz, I'm worried <laughs> just about less. Explain the Penn State game. Last seven games, seven interceptions and two touchdowns. He's been anything but good. Jack Cohn's the better quarterback, but everywhere else, Wisconsin is better. Better so, defense, better running game, and and I think Wisconsin wins it convincingly. They're 0-4. Okay. Yeah, Wisconsin winning it convincingly. Yeah. Wisconsin is 0-4 in games when Mertz has thrown interception. So Kyle Hamilton out there in the secondary, they've never been able to overcome he the Mertz He won't even throw it that far. Win. He's not no, going to throw it. No, you shouldn't. He's not. I wouldn't risk it. If you do it, you're five fault. yards. Yes. You do it, you're fault. <laughs> All right. I don't know if Mertz can reach it that far. Now's not the time to try to throw it over 20 yards. Uh, let's stay no, in the Big Ten. Let's stay in the Big Ten. Nebraska had a surprising hangaround game in the game of the century. 
a remake of the game of the century. They played Oklahoma last week, and Nebraska hung around. And they're going to go to Lansing, not the Lansing that is hosting a phenomenal JV soccer east. game. The East Lansing. Right. The Just Michigan, east of that uh, soccer Michigan game. Not far East Lansing. <laughs> the Michigan oh, yeah. version of Lansing. So they're going to go <laughs> to Michigan State, who we talked about Texas A&M not being adjusted for, or uh, uh, Arkansas being a team that you came to see somebody else and you walked away being impressed with this other team. You know, Michigan State seems like a team that is, what are they What are they up to in their rankings right now? Are they, are they, they're around top 20 so. now, right? They're top 20 now. So if they're top 20 now, they have caught up, sort of adjusted. Yeah, they're 20. So last week, last week they felt like a team that on the opposite side of they hadn't adjusted. We, I know that we were off last week, but a couple of people asked us for some lock picks, and one of our lock picks was Michigan State over Miami because we had felt that their adjustment – the other way of conceding, and that's that's me too. I mean, this is where where I have to concede that admit that I was wrong. I mean, something that the pollsters again are con- continuously unwilling to do. This Michigan State team is good, is and, and potentially really good, and that comes down to Kenneth Walker the third, who's great. And, and coming into this season, uh, you go find magazines article. Go find me an article from August of 2021 that says Kenneth Walker III is going to be a fringe Heisman candidate. I mean, this dude, it didn't come out of nowhere, had a nice career. Yeah, was doing over a 10 touchdowns nice last year? At, at Wake Forest, which nobody's right, paying 10 touchdowns. attention. Yeah, right, 10, right. more than and, 10 touchdowns and, last year. And you touched on it in pregame, in, 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 the, in the pre-show, that a guy who goes from a big college to a big college, I like these guys that go from a small non-power power five conference to a larger one. They seem to be like the guys who show out more so than Lynn J. Dixon leaving Clemson as a monumental disappointment and going where? You know, people go, oh, we got Clemson's guy. He was a disappointment. He's not going to do anything at the next place either. You know, I, I, and, but this... Well, Wisconsin Kenneth, would disagree. But this Kenneth Walker kid, this Kenneth Walker kid, he's, he's got almost 500 yards in three games. He's got five touchdowns, another one receiving. He's leading the FBS in rushing. And that is not something Nebraska does well enough to... To, to, to stop this or even to cover this spread. I, I, Nebraska's being overrated by impressing last week. I've got Michigan State winning this game and winning it big. Nebraska does not go to East Lansing and come out with even a, a, a narrow loss. Now, are you prepared to, to backpedal a little on your statement? I think it was in the Big Ten preview show. You were very hard on Mel Tucker. Absolutely, that's what you I said. very, very hard on him. And, that, and so... That's what I. That's what I said in in, in my analysis. I said I, this is where I have to admit that I was wrong. And, I, and if we weren't you off, personally apologize. I think, to Mel you, I think you owe him an apology. He wants Mel Tucker to get a. I will we have write, Michigan State fans that you know are listening. Should I write Mel Tucker a, a letter? A little love note. Should I send yeah, him I a letter? I think it would be appropriate. I am going to send like Mel the Josh Tucker Allen apology for him. Yes, I am going to. You can send, use that as a template. I am going to tweet. <laughs> I am going to tweet. You guys can check out uh, our Twitter. I forget, is mine at Dan Patron or is it at Henny Patron? It, it, 
you can look it up by Dan Patron or at, <laughs> or, at, or at Henny Patron, I believe it is. And I will tweet an apology, a public apology to Mel Tucker on my Twitter this week. Wait till after if, the game. If they cover. Oh, wait till, if they cover. If they cover. They don't just Nebraska. have to win. Because that's what I said, though, Dave, is, is that is, is that pollsters are just continuously unwilling to admit that their preconceived notions or their preseason assumptions were wrong. See Texas A&M still being number seven. You know, and Michigan State, for me, I never saw Kenneth Walker the third coming, and I don't know really who Nobody did. Nobody did. Nobody did. It, but but Mel Tucker did, and Mel Tucker's done a nice job. Mel Tucker's gone so far as to <coughs> not start the assumed starter in Anthony Russo, and start a kid who has not set the world on fire, but he's done good enough to win ball games. Nine touchdowns, no picks. Give me a quarterback who does that. 100%. Four touchdowns last week. Yeah. 100%. So if that's, <coughs> how about the Nebraska kicker, though? Can we talk about that kid real quick? Did, have you followed what's going on with this, no. the Nebraska kicking game? So right now, I believe Connor Culp is three for eight on the season, and he has missed five of his last six kicks. This kid last year was 33 out of 35. He was the Big Ten kicker of the year. Should have gone pro. The yips. So should have gone pro. So he should have gone pro. <laughs> should have so retired. Bring, hurts. Could have been a package deal. They bring they bring him they bring in the backup. The extra point gets blocked. So this kid's struggling. The extra point got blocked and returned by Oklahoma in that game. Was when they're like, let's give your backup a chance. Oklahoma blasts through the line, blocks it two points the other way. Like that's an issue for Nebraska. So Michigan State super talented in that run game. Walker, <coughs> that kid's bringing it, but. If your kicking game is that bad. So just tune in to watch that spectacle. Because they're going to show you probably all these plays, all the misses. Do they and give then, the kid another chance? The backup another chance? I mean, it, it got blocked. You got it. Mean, he didn't miss. Yeah. You got it. I just think, what a terrible experience. Yeah, how bad for that kid? I feel so bad. Do you think they hate him? Do you think that they're like, no, we're not blocking for this kid? I'd rather no. have yeah. that. If, if I'm you're that not, guy, I'd rather have that than miss one, though. You're not, oh, yeah. I can blame That's a good way to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not me. If I wish I, Dave blocked the defensive tackle. had a clean pocket, tackle. I could kick that. Yeah. It was going straight. It was yeah. going in. The other guys, like, the, the the guy that's missing is, like, Pat McAfee cool. So he's yeah. like, nope. I got We're one, not even blocking I for had this, one dude. punt in high school. I got a chance to punt one time. Snap low. I pick it up. Nervous. Punt it straight up. Doesn't cross the offensive line. Goes up. <laughs> and everybody else, like, poison or kill or whatever. And they all run away. And the ball sits there. It was oh, that's embarrassing. so embarrassing. You should have picked it up. And, and nobody. That's like I when freaked you... out. It was my one chance to punch. I was like, ooh. And I go, to boom, up, down. Like That's like when you don't clear the red tees in golf. If you don't get it past the red tees. You know the rule. But Illinois, when, remember week zero. Next hole, no pants. <laughs> We've played golf before. Week zero, watching Nebraska and Illinois, who I don't think has won a game since. Um, they... Illinois was running through this Nebraska defense at will. They put up 194 yards in that game with guys that look like one of us. And if they can't stop them... Which one of us? (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) There's not a significant difference. Um, But if they can't stop the Illinois... There's an illusion, Dave. (laughs) Oh, what does your Twitter picture look like? (laughs) A beer. (laughs) 
That's about your body shape. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But there's no chance. Right, you're saying it rises to the packs that yeah. let yes. that it's, cut it's got that, that hourglass. Yeah, it's like, got a, that, like a Stella yeah. bottle, that hourglass <laughs> figure. Well, I'm not a pint glass. No, a pint glass. I'm thinking pint glass. Oh, oh yeah, pint oh, glass. That's good. Yeah. Cut. Yeah, yeah cut. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Or just the what? What's the pint glass with like the random bulge in the center that it comes up? <laughs> oh, you've noticed the bulge. Not that bulge. It's random though, so it's like a spare tire. Head on swivel. <laughs> so, um, Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. Michigan State. Michigan State. Big. Michigan State. Two touchdowns. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, uh, Adrian Martinez, by the way, got sacked five times, and. I don't trust his ball security at all in decision making too. That's another factor. Led the Big Ten in completion completion percentage last year, so he's doing something right. Hmm. I do like that. All right. So I but I do yeah. agree. His offensive line not so good, but they ask him to do everything. I don't think the guys around him are very good. Their running back Gabe Irvin, the freshman, they were letting take care of the ball. He's out for this game, so I don't know who. But they have uh, the kid from USC, right? Step. Yeah. He's back there running the ball for them now, but oh, Irvin looked like he was going to be the guy. So your quarterback, you ask him to do a lot. The guys around him won't be able to match Michigan State. I like him big, too. I'll go with that. Yeah. I'm not big, big. How many games did they actually play Wait, I'll go to big. have that completion percentage? They played five games last year? They're probably the same as everybody else in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. Or were they significantly less? He's, he, I mean, Fields he's gonna, was definitely less. Six. Fields was less than how many yeah. Fields played? He's going to go and get his boy fired. I mean, he's going to get Frost fired. It... it, it He's just Frost it, is going to get himself fired. Develop your guy then, or find somebody like we're going to. Yeah, right. I, and, and it's one of those things where it just a place like Nebraska, you know, Luke McCaffrey's riff, bad. He's like a third yeah. stringer at like a one double A school yeah. now. If you whiff, you whiff. He's worth a couple you don't times. End up, you don't end up getting your guy. So that leads us a little bit into the next game, a little bit into the next mm. guy. When you're talking about, you know, a whiff or a disappointing guy, I mean, has there been a more disappointing player in college football this year than DJ Oof. at Clemson? Wow. You're like Feinbaum. Is that, is that the most... <laughs> Do you see what he said? ACC is a total embarrassment, was his quote. The ACC needs a dude like Feinbaum who will swing back. They don't. That dude just... Hammers. ACC's not a total like. He's on the payroll. He's helping the brand. But ACC needs a brand. Why? So somebody swinging back at Feinbaum. Feinbaum's gonna go and say that say that ACC is a total embarrassment after you know. He says that where on SEC Network. Yeah. You know, I mean, websites I frequent. ACC Saturdays down south. ACC is not a total embarrassment. I mean, I know that I use the the tongue in cheek. is an issue. Yeah, I know that I use the tongue in cheek pillow fight with regard to this game. Oh yeah, that was that was rough. That's just because neither one of them has been able to. That Clemson defense would disagree. That Clemson all the teams. To be fair, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then I just grew bored, and everybody picks on the Big 12 team, so I just didn't even bother. That was kind. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, then there's a couple games being played in Oklahoma. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit. It's like beating up a kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> just let him roll by, you know, the Big 12. So, DJ. Uh, what I'm saying is you should not beat up people <laughs> right. in wheelchairs. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm trying it's to tell you. It's not controversial. Right, no. I'm with you. No. The, bi- the next beer that I opened is uh, we got a zero-gravity Madonna uh, also a double IPA. Is that a Vermont? They didn't even call it a double IPA. They just called it an IPA. Double IPA. Two eyes. 8%. Imperial. Cheers. Uh, go ahead. Clemson. NC State. 
Clemson offense is not taking the shots that we have seen from them. I don't know if it's the wide receivers, is it the quarterback, but they didn't even attempt to pass more than 20 yards against Georgia Tech, not even trying to take a chance. So do they not trust him? What is he hurt? I don't, what is the deal why this Clemson team, who has NFL caliber talent at the wide receiver position, you would think a couple times against Georgia Tech would try to beat somebody and throw it deep? Two, two games. They've played two games against FBS teams, right? They've played Georgia and they've played Georgia Tech. So we're just going to take out the, the pay-me game. Henny, they have two, two plays, two positive gains over 17 yards. We're talking uh, about freaking Clemson here. Wow. Right? We're talking about Clemson. They have two plays over 17 yards and a half in most yeah. Clemson teams that right. we've watched. What, since Taj Boyd? It's a lot different now. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's concerning. And I don't... I, uh, Georgia, the Georgia team that whose offense hasn't looked phenomenal but shut down this Clemson team, that has to be concerning to them even when you talk about Georgia Tech did the same friggin' thing. It's Georgia Tech. Right. It's Georgia Tech. So uh, this, uh, this it offense... changes your Georgia perspective. This sure. offense is reeling. And, I, and I, I get it that it's a small sample size, but when you are... And I'm just trying to look at the Georgia Tech game. When, when you are relying on like a late fourth quarter touchdown. Yeah, that, a fourth it quarter was, stop. It was yeah. a fourth Georgia Tech quarter, got down to the inside one. It what? was a it was fourth quarter, yeah. fourth quarter touchdown and a fourth quarter stop against Georgia Tech to win that game, one in which the offense didn't even have over 300 total yards. Yep. You're struggling. You are struggling. I don't this think is, they've gone over real. 300 yards this season. Uh, uh, the, the the FCS team they didn't go over. Not counting that. Yeah, the pay me. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, FBS, oh no. Yeah, they they, they have they definitely Georgia have not. Shut them down. They, they haven't thrown have for two hundred yards in a game. No. So like, so I would assume that you're right there. But we we know who the running back is going to be now. So Clemson's going to turn to the freshman Shipley. You have to let DJ throw the ball. I I think they're going to have a shift in how they approach this game. Clemson is going to come out and they are going to swing for the fences early and often. They know that's we're going to have to see that from them. You're going to have to see it to allow Shipley to have room. And if you don't take those shots and people can just load up and you're going to run the ball 40 times with this kid, it's going to be trouble. You have to open things up. See, Let it fly to Nagata. See, do you though? Do you though? Or, or can yeah. you Or can you pound Shipley? Can you say we are – it doesn't matter if you stop Shipley a couple times because you're, you're not going to score on us anyways. Can you open up the pass with the run rather than opening up the run with the pass? Clemson can, has to win national championships. You have to throw shots, the ball deep. Can those deep shots come after establishing Shipley? I mean, Shipley's their guy, and he's more from that Travis Etienne ilk. And if you look at the Clemson teams of the past that have had offensive success, everything is sort of predicated. You know, Dabo's offense, he loves to run them off of that play-action stuff. So that well, play-action stuff, so play stuff has to be, you know, establish the run, play-action off that run, and hitting deep passes when you get single coverage and identifying, you know, who where the mismatches are out on the edges. Shipley would have to be in a lot of up. short screens, too. Yeah. Suck they they the would love running up. those wide receiver and even running back screens. Absolutely. Absolutely. So right. I, I, I think that they have something with Shipley and, and, and 
establishing that Shipley is your guy is going to be big for this team. Which they clearly did, because Lin J. Dixon leaves, because obviously a conversation was had. He saves the season now, because you play less that you play <coughs> under the games. Yeah. So Lin J. Dixon, that's what guys do now. So it used to be like super controversial, but now you know. Like, just like we'll get to uh, Charlie Brewer later on, who did the they same quit. thing at Utah. Yeah. So they just, if I'm not going to play, I'm going to save my eligibility. I'm not going to hang around here. And maybe he gets hurt in five games and I have to come back. So I'm out. Yeah. Lin Jay's doing the same thing because Shipley's going to be the guy. I Clemson, it's my, it's minus 10 or something. Is that's that, too that, I, that's I don't think too it's big too, for uh, me. I don't that's too much for me. I like Clemson in this game to beat NC me. State by a couple touchdowns. You have to throw a shutout to get. Do you, do to you see? And you're you're, you're a little more plugged into this Clemson team than I am. But do you see that Lin J. Dixon transfer as anything more than that? So what I'm asking is, do you do you see that as like a crack in the foundation, or Clemson starting to freak out a little bit and? And you're losing the locker room a little, or do you just see it as some guy who's not getting the playing time and wants a needs to make a move now so he has that year still? That's what I think it is more. I don't think it's a crack in the foundation. The Jones thing, him leaving to go to LSU is like that's weird, but that defense yeah. and Skalski are playing well. Yeah. So you watch them play, and you're like, if yeah. that guy uh, he wants to be the star of the defense, and you're just going to be another piece who wants to leave. But I think Lin Jay just wants to save the season. That's how kids are now when they do this. It's. For some reason, I feel like this doesn't happen to Saban, and he just gets guys to hang around and they transfer after the season. But to leave at this point for Lin J. Dixon, just saving the year, what, are you going to practice, get hurt or something? He's just going to shut it down? I, yeah, that's just I, how it is now. The, the writing's on the wall for Five, Lin Two J. or three years ago, I'd have been like, this is yeah. this is concerning. Writing's like on Kelly the wall Ryan for or whatever, there's a problem. Yeah. But at this point, you're like, I guess that's just what dudes do. I guess I, I, guess I, I ask like you it. because I feel like that's what's going on at Ohio State. Like there's a lot of concern in that program. They're making big changes in their defense. I'm thinking that Kerry Combs, that defensive coordinator, might get might get fired. Right. Gant left week Ohio three. State. Yeah. yeah, and and because like these these teams, they're just not used to this adversity and and not used to just winning every game and having that success. Yeah, that's why winning sells everything. Yeah. And when you can win by a lot, you're playing everybody, so people are happy. Everybody's getting touches, and Lin Jay's been hanging around thinking he was the guy and. His feelings are hurt. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been not. he's been waiting to be the guy for for a while now, and he was supposed to be this this marquee recruit when they got him. But the writing was on. He the, got old. the The writing was on the wall for him. That just look and and this is no knock on on Lynn J. Dixon in particular, but just the way that college football is played. And the, even the way that the NFL is starting to get played, that that size back, the thunder to somebody's lightning, is just not really something that has all that much value anymore. You know, if you can't hit a home run, if you're not Travis Etienne, if you're not Travion Henderson, you know, like Master Teague III over at Ohio State, he ain't going to play. He's not going to play. Because right. that's just not something that's valued anymore. Four yards you know, per carry isn't valued anymore. They want eight. We want eight, you know, because we want you to get three, five, three, six, 40, 80. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and, and, and Lynn J. Dixon is just not going to be that guy. He's not going to ever be that guy. And if they got a couple dudes that is, then the writing's on the wall. He's NC gonna, State he's has a couple bounce. nice running backs. As we're NC's, talking about running backs here. That's why the Mississippi State game doesn't NC leave my State, mind. And that's why I have NC State cover in this game. Is I think Leary can do enough, and their running backs can do enough. And NC State's defense is not horrible. I mean, they have no. a they, they have a decent defense. They lost their 
stud linebacker. You're oh, all ACC. Right. Did have, Kane Wilson's yep, done for the yep, year. Yep. And then the Florida State kid, Fagan, the safety, he's also yep. out. So they're a little banged up, yep. but they they have some depth defensively. But the, the Mississippi State game sticks out in my mind because I think Clemson is way better than Mississippi State. And when I I thought NCAA was going to go there and win. Yeah, and win my, easily. I just thought they were that talented. And I, I rewatched the NC State Mississippi State game this week to be like, like how did I and you watch it? And it just I came away thinking Clemson's going to win this game. We're going to see a little bit of the old Clemson thrown around. They're going to win by a couple touchdowns because NC State. I thought their running backs were going to be close to North Carolina, not that good. But I thought those two were going to you could just hand them the ball and they'll be dominant. Haven't that game sticks out. Give me Clemson. My was it minus ten. So Clemson just had a big injury this week. That Tyler Davis, who your boy with Brian Breezy, is he's out with a bicep tear. So he's going to be out significant time. That they can put a little more focus on Breezy. You know what does that change with the running game? Does that more open up some stuff with over. NC State? Oh right. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's your big clog in the middle. I mean, that's that's a big loss. Where you're talking team, about yes. these running backs that are coming through. I, I I've got NC State covering just because I don't trust that Clemson offense enough, and Breakout I think the game. NC State defense can do enough. I'm with Dave, you. It's a ten, ten points. They barely scored ten points against Georgia I mean, Tech. What do you? So they're going to pitch a shutout. That, yeah, they're, they're going to have to shut them out to could. cover. They could take NC State. They could. They, so win? They haven't. No. Well, then, no. Then, gosh, no. I well, look too I much do, like that. They haven't allowed an offensive State. touchdown yet. Yeah. Well, so if there's a defense, they haven't allowed an offensive touchdown yet this season. So if there's a defense that could shut somebody out. Okay. Do they? Do they give up? Do they give up an offense? 14-0. Do they give up an offensive touchdown in this game? Yes. I say they do. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Everybody says yes. So that's absolutely. There's a prop bet. You can bet on anything on that? these days. Um, okay, we got to So here's where the you disrespect. The, the, the hurry up into the Big so, Twelve. Do you remember how? No I huddle. Was, no huddle. Do you remember how I was respectful to the Big Twelve in the intro? Here's where we get disrespectful to the Big Twelve right now. Let's run through these games. Kansas State in what might be one of the most underrated games of the weekend. Kansas State is going to go to Stillwater, which is always bananas. For a game, we we got to get down there, and that's got to be on on the checklist. They are Done. going to square off. Talk to Bruce right two, in the third. Two on the sideline. Yes, that's another big fan. That's yeah, right. let's get Bruce, former OK State kicker. Yeah. If if Dave from Thornwood's going to bring you to the Super Bowl, Bruce can't bring us to still. Oh, he can do it every once. Okay, so two three and O teams are going to start to create some separation in the Big Twelve that we knew from the very beginning was going to be a league that had a lot of good, not great teams. And these are two of them. These are two of them. They're both 3-0 and right now. Who comes out of here 4-0? and And for the record, by the way, how good does Kansas State's 17-point win over Stanford look right now? Oh, real good. Uh, right? Yeah. You know, and then they go out. Yeah, but the quarterback's blow, gone, which is they, what. Then they go me. out and they blow out Nevada, who you know they beat a Cal team well, at Cal or whatever. Like, and people you know, think Carson so, Strong's an NFL quarterback, and you can. I'm one of them. Right? I, he absolutely. So there wasn't there's a bomb no doubt. There's no doubt that he's an NFL. The Skyler Thompson injury makes them a different team, though. One hundred percent. Having him in this game and Spencer Sanders on the other side. One hundred percent. Have you ever looked difference. at the difference between Will Howard and Skyler Thompson's? Uh, statistics. Oh, I bet there's a significant difference. There's not you know? a huge difference. It, it mm. just is one of those things where 
Skylar Thompson is just the heart and soul of the team. That the entire yeah, team that. plays different when he plays. That's what concerns me here. The six point spread is a little bit large for me. That give me I, I'm not super confident, but with OK State playing at home, neither one of these teams throws it a whole bunch. We may look back at the end of the season and say, geez, at that point, I can't believe we weren't talking about OK State going into Boise State with a W, and that being the best win on anybody's docket could very well be what you're talking about down the road. So give me the mullet at home, although I do love me some deuce. Give me the mullet at home. Also cover, but I'm not incredibly... Uh, comfortable with it. I, I I'm surprised that the spread is six. You could have told me this is a pick game, and I wouldn't have wouldn't have bet it. And I... Yeah, what's crazy about that spread is that, I mean, your your statement that Oklahoma State was not really throwing the ball. That's it's such an understatement. They beat Boise. They only had six completed passes in the game and still won that game. Right. Jalen Warren was that good. And in that but game. this is this is coming from an air raid type offense that you saw at Oklahoma State for years. It was just chucking the ball around, putting up huge points. You know, Yursich had a lot of good years there, throwing that air raid around. And but Kansas State is going to kind of be the same way. So it, you're a couple years ago, you're going into this game and you're you're thinking it's going to be a shootout. The over unders at like forty five. I would it's take gonna the be under. a low scoring <laughs> game. Yeah, I would take that. Forty five seems high, way high. Um, and and you're going to see a lot of running back features. But for a six-point spread, I don't. I'd struggle to see in a low-scoring, tight game where nobody's really throwing the ball. That seems like a, a lot of points. So I'm gonna. I'll take Oklahoma State wins it, but they don't cover. You got Kansas State cover. Okay. Kansas State cover. Oklahoma okay. State wins the game though. Okay. I'll take Kansas State to win this game. We're gonna travel in there. Deuce Vaughn too much. Ooh, He's gonna love. have a sixth straight 100-yard game. I love Deuce. Darren Sproles. That's five. He's got five. He goes for six here. Six straight hundred yard game. And give me Phillip Brooks with a return for a touchdown. There is so double that is there a prop on that? There there's K-State wins and Phillip Brooks yeah. returns a punt or a kickoff for a touchdown. I mean, is there any is there any better comp than Deuce Vaughn for Darren Sproles? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same dude. Right. I I don't even know if it's a different guy. Right. It's it's incredible. I mean, it looks like you're watching the same guy. He's he's incredible to watch, and and controlling him and containing him is going to be a task for Oklahoma State. This this is going to be one of those underrated good games to watch. Really, really good games to watch. K State rush defense is allowing under 60 yards rushing a game, and you brought up those passing stats, the completions. Yeah. So you have a real a rush defense that's performing well. Spencer Sanders is going to have to put it in the air. Who is he throwing it to? Give me K-State. Well, and OK State won that game because Jalen Warren put up 150 yards and two TDs in the first half. Right. K-State's not going to do that. Right. Deuce Vaughn, though. Deuce. The deuce is loose. The deuce. deuce is loose. West Virginia is going to go to Oklahoma. You have to think that Oklahoma is ticked off. Uh, West Virginia. This time we're mad. West Virginia. West Virginia. Uh, little little factoid. Yeah. Little, little fun factoid. The Mountaineers have never beaten Oklahoma since they've joined the Big Twelve. Not not surprising. Well, I wonder who else hasn't. Not surprising, but uh, yeah. interesting. Just the same. Uh, Oklahoma is eight and zero against the Mountaineers since the Mountaineers have joined the Big Twelve. Okay. But the you know G-3? the the Mountaineers have looked have looked good, and Oklahoma has looked. Not good. 
But Oklahoma, if you look at this team as glass half full, you would say this is a team that's 3-0 and and hasn't even played well yet. Right? Oh, yeah. So this is a... Or they're 3-0 and and they're is, not even that a good of a team. I or the or is that what you believe or the or the or glasses or the glass I, is half I, empty or the glass is half empty and you go Spencer Rattler isn't the guy who we thought he was and, and and that may be the case too right now Oklahoma is I was one of the people who thought that this Oklahoma team was loaded and right now I can't wrap my head around who they are right now I expect them. I would have expected them a while ago to cover the 16.5-point spread. But right now, as we sit here tonight, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting that. Not with the way West Virginia's looked. DZ? 14.5 points for this team that really hasn't done anything impressively this entire season. And I, I really don't I, I don't think they're a top-10 team. I really don't. Their, their defense, they had, to, they had to sack Nebraska five times just to stay in that game against a Nebraska team that we're not high on. Uh, and then it's going to be a matchup of defensive lines because West Virginia actually had six sacks in their last game when they beat Virginia Tech. That and was a nice win. That's it nice was. Win. I did not. I, I had Virginia Tech win in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and West Virginia there. really, if you look at they had, a, I think, a fourth-quarter drive and a, and a really, really bad turnover in the fourth quarter, or they would have beat Maryland. And yeah. we're talking about a 3-0 and West Virginia team with – you know, two decent wins yeah. under their belt. And Maryland's a pretty good team. And Don Brown is a very underappreciated coach yeah. for West Virginia. Clearly, that's why he's there. Not at Michigan anymore. Um, but the... Neil. Neil Brown. Oh, yeah, sorry. Neil oh Brown. he said Don Brown. Um, but anyways, West Virginia, I think what's going to hold them... The only concern I have for them not covering here is just the late game turnovers. And they've had three turnovers in the fourth quarter in Can't three games. You can't, can't win games. You can't, can't go into Norman and, and give away possessions. No way. But Oklahoma's not doing anything to impress me. And if they if they can rattle Spencer Rattler, I rattle the Rattler, oh, I like they're going to have a I have really have a hard time seeing Spencer Rattler putting up big numbers if he's getting that kind of pressure from this D-line of West Virginia. I like I like West Virginia cover here. Tag of Viola. Two I'm is right bro- there. I'm right there. Give me that. <clears throat> Maryland. Damn. Maryland. <laughs> Tag of Viola for Maryland threw for 332 yards and three touchdowns in the opener against I'm this made, defense. Whoa, whoa, Rattler won't do that. The over-under. Wait, what's the over-under on being able to pronounce both Tag of Viola and I mean, these guys, my man is two for two. He First of all, I know he looks it up and looks up like, Somebody else pronouncing it to perfect it. So props to you, Henny. Props yeah, to you, Henny. Because yeah. I'm an under on the one. But that that <laughs> passing game that Maryland was there, a couple very good wide receivers. The quarterback, average quarterback. Oklahoma has just as good a wide receivers as Maryland and a better quarterback. They're going to have success in the air. And I think those running backs. Brooks is starting to get going. Gray's going to get going. The talent that we were basing the preseason stuff on reputation and hype. I'm still buying in. Maybe I'm just holding on too long. I feel a little bit like that with Clemson, too. But I you're believe like the pollsters. in Oklahoma. You're, I the, believe. you're the pollsters. You're part of the problem. I'm okay with that. I believe <laughs> in Oklahoma being that good offensively. And I don't think West Virginia and Brown running the ball is going to be enough to hang around in this game. 
which by the way, we had the conversation the other day. I love the college football playoff ranking system, how they don't even start until what, week eight. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I mean, it's genius. It's a really I didn't smart like it at first. I thought it was dumb. It's great. Well, I am yeah. on board. Yeah. It's yeah. a smart move. That's a heady play. Yeah. You sit around and watch them. It's like, who cares about what you did against basically a half of the teams you've played right now? Right. Like, we don't know. Yeah. How can and you, yeah. How can you base it? Like, very few teams. I love that you, you know? call them the pay me games. Right. You know, or the pay to pay play, play games, pay for play games, because I mean, you you can't uh, you can't assess a team. That's why we know about Miami, because look at Miami's schedule. We know about Miami. They're one of the few teams who has played three three games yeah. against good teams that we know those programs what they usually are. So I feel very confident, and I understand what Miami is. Unfortunately, as a Miami fan, but yeah. not many teams have played games like that. So there's a lot of unknown. Very true. A lot of unknown, but and, and again, you're looking at the eyeball test right now, and that's why I think you need to wipe clean. We talked about it, you know, go always wipe clean all the way back. <laughs> we we talked about right? it. We talked about it at the beginning. You know, this Paper's this, gotta come this back team, clean. <laughs> this team that you came to see the other team, and you came away impressed with Team B. You know, you came for A, and you came away impressed with Team B. That's what you always have to be looking out for with a college football season and especially the young college football season because there's these teams that you go and then you need to in your mind play back some of these games that you've seen that you were maybe not all that impressed with Kansas State beating Stanford do I need to go back and watch the Kansas State Stanford game again and make sure that Kansas State looked that it's good so easy on against, TV to do that. against a team <laughs> against a team who I thought sucked you know what I mean? It's like that you're watching Stanford. Close. Well, Oregon, they don't look that strong. Right? They don't look that strong. Oh, Jeez, they oh, almost Fresno lost. Fresno State yeah. is a freaking good team. Yep. Dude, how That's bad? A great point. How bad would Fresno State stuff. blow we'll out Washington hey, right we'll now? Hey, we'll get to the hot routes. Fresno State would blow out Washington right now. You're talking about uh, Jack Cohen returning to Wisconsin. That Huner kid, they'd be like, uh... Can you can you come back here? That has bowl game matchup written all over it. Oh, that's they would do yeah. that. Oh, if we if have Washington our... gets bowl eligible, that seems like <laughs> if we they have do that ours. in the tournament too. That the that's basketball smart. tournament, they yeah. always I would do the same those thing. things together. Why wouldn't oh, you? You can't just say the basketball tournament because I might think you're talking about a bunch of old dudes playing for the million dollars. You're not talking about March Madness. You're talking about the TBT. What's, what's March Madness? Right. No, I'm talking about the one that has a Syracuse team in it. Ah, okay. I'm still. <laughs> no, the, the team this year was not serious, guys. Yeah. Those were, there were a couple of them. The Rutgers dude yeah, was like the top player. All right, yeah. this has devolved into a basketball. <laughs> we we do have a basketball guy possibly joining us. Homer George might be with us next episode. We're going to hear from DZ with regards to his trip down to Happy Valley for Ooh. the Auburn-Penn State game. Uncensored. We've got. We've, we've put the kids to bed. Are you ever censored? Are you ever censored? Are you going to talk about a wheelchair again? We, got, I said, don't hit them. Don't hit those kids. Hit them. That, is, that, is, that is all we have for tonight, thankfully. As always, you can check us out and give us a follow on Twitter at Henny Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go on, rate and review us. Follow on Spotify, Anchor Stitch, essentially anywhere podcast are found. Check out our Facebook, Henny and Patron, The Two Drink Minimum, or friend me at Dan Patron. Special thanks to our beers tonight from Oma Gang, Hop State, New York, a dry hopped IPA, and Zero Gravity Madonna Double IPA. What's your Twitter handle? 
At, it's called a handle? <laughs> I think so. At Henny Patron uh, is the Twitter handle. Although I think you can look up Dan Patron and it goes to at Henny Patron. What's your Twitter handle? Um, uh, under construction. <laughs> under construction. <laughs> Coming soon. Nats win. Nats win. Duh, Nats win. Um, uh, another curly W in the Yeah, book. another curly W in the book. Uh, that's all we have for tonight. I am Dan Patron. He is Kevin Hagen without a Twitter handle. He is DZ without a Twitter handle. Both of them are getting one soon, right after I write the Mel Tucker apology letter. That's yeah, I'm all. I'm fine with that deal. This yeah, is that's a good deal. The two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.